Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and I'm a first-year dental student at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry in the heat of our midterms week. We have five midterms this week, so I'm going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet because I am quite busy, and I'll give you all an intro catching you up on how my midterms went last week and how this coming week of midterms goes in next week's intro. But this week's episode is going to be about finding housing in dental school. And this was even something that I kind of had struggles with and had questions about now as a first year going into housing for my second year. So I think this is pretty applicable whether you are just coming into dental school or still early in your dental school experience and you want to hear perspectives from other students. So basically, I'm going to talk about my experience for the first little bit and then I have probably like 10 or 15 other dental students that I reached out to and I'm going to read their feedback anonymously for you all and that's pretty much going to sum up the episode. And if you have any more questions, as always, you're welcome to reach out to me on Instagram. The podcast Instagram is at Dental Download Podcast and my own Instagram is at Haley Schultz underscore YT because I do have a YouTube channel where I post weekly dental school videos, usually twice a week, but right now with midterms, just once a week. That's always Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And the podcast it's always Mondays at 5 a.m. Eastern Time, if you didn't know that yet. But let's get right into my experience with housing. So thankfully, I was accepted very early into dental school and the dental school that I chose to attend. So I knew back in December of 2020, where I would be matriculating in June 2020. University of Michigan, we start about mid-June. So that was a little bit of an issue because with us, that means that you are starting your academic experience here and moving to Ann Arbor in a timeline that doesn't line up with the way leases work because my school is in a college town. University of Michigan is a huge undergrad campus as well. Leases are August to August, but we needed to be here in June. So for Michigan, it's pretty common to sublease those first couple months and then move into an August to August lease going forward. So that's one thing that I did, but because of COVID, I didn't end up living in that sublease. I stayed home at my parents just for the comfort of that, and I would have been living in a sublease with a bunch of strangers that were undergrads still, just the way things worked out. So that didn't really seem like a good situation for me, so I just paid the two months of rent to that person and lived at home. So my advice if you do have a situation where you'll need to be subleasing for a little bit, unless the school has given you word that you will 100% be in person, hold off on getting that sublease until maybe like three or four weeks before just because you don't want to end up wasting that money. And also with subleases, you really should be bargaining as much as you can. You can get these people down to about half of their usual rent. So definitely don't get scammed, I guess. You can definitely get a really good deal if you're subleasing. And then for normal housing, I would say that I, again, in my situation of being able to look relatively early, again, because Michigan is a college town, leases get signed in October, November, and I wasn't looking till middle and end of December. So I was a little bit behind for the housing market, you could say, of Ann Arbor. But there were still lots of apartments available, and my roommate and I both went to Michigan State for undergrad, so I knew that I wanted to live with her. We were open to the idea of other people, but quite frankly, we just figured it would be easier if it was just us the first year since we did know each other decently well. We were like pre-dental club friends and passing friends. We didn't hang out much, but we definitely knew we had 
same values, same obviously intentions with being dental students. So we knew we would work out well as roommates. And that's how I kind of went with that situation. I figured going forward, I could go with more people once I kind of knew who my friend group was. But because of COVID, I don't really feel like I have like a set core group of pals yet anyways. But then I guess transitioning forward, because I'm in a two bedroom apartment this year, for next year, I was in this huge dilemma of okay, D2 year. Right now I live like about a mile and a half-ish, a little less than that, a little over a mile, about a 15-20 minute walk to the dental school from my apartment. Next year, do I want to be saving money but living a commute away? Just a commute as in maybe like three, four, five miles. So I'd have to take a bus or pay for a parking pass or something, but I could have more space, maybe save money, live in a nicer place. My place currently is kind of dumpy. It's kind of falling apart, but it works. Like, at least works enough for the fact that we're going to live here for one year, and we both knew that we were not staying here. It just, we knew we could find something better for how much we're paying, and I mean, it's decently spacious. It's just very old and not well-kept and, like, not updated. Like, we don't have a dishwasher, and yeah, it just has quirks. Things are constantly breaking, but it's been okay. And I guess for D2 year, like I said, I was between do I want to live far away in a nicer place, maybe save some money or just get more value for the same price, or do I want to live close to the dental school, possibly pay more to have a nicer place than I'm currently in, or live close to the dental school, still paying a good amount, but like currently I am kind of in a falling apart, not so great, like loud, chaotic location, which is what kind of I am now. So you have this maybe same-ish price point where you can be in a not-so-great apartment close to school or live further away in a nicer apartment. Then the third option is to up your budget and live close to the school. So for next year, we decided to live a little bit further. So it's still not, I wouldn't consider it a commute. It's about like 1.7 miles or something. So it'll be about 25, 30 minutes of a walk if I did choose to walk, but there's also a bus stop right there. And I'm living in a house with my current roommate, Amanda. We did do a podcast together if you want to listen to it. I'll try to um, put the number of the podcast in the description if you're interested about her and her background of getting into Michigan as well, because it's a different path than I had. But we're living us two and then two current D2s. So they'll be D3s and we'll be D2s next year in a four-bedroom house. That is super spacious and it's a different vibe than I was expecting to live in. It's a bit more residential and like cozy, a little off the beaten path. But I think it will be nice and relaxing. So that's what I ended up doing. It all kind of ended up working out. I'm really excited to live with more people. They're a very social bunch of people, and a big topic of finding housing is the roommates who you're living with, if you should live with roommates. We're also going to talk about living with a boyfriend, husband, significant other, or girlfriend, whatever your situation may be. So for me, the roommates was a big thing because I love my current roommate, but I'm excited to have even more people around. That way, like if one of us leaves, it's not like the other one's left here all alone because we do both have boyfriends, so we go visit them or whatever sometimes. And also the girls we're living with next year are just super social and they love to go out to eat, go they go like skiing and things. It's just going to be a really good time. So that's something that's really important to me because I'm not the type of person that's studying sun up to sunset every single day. I like to talk to people and have everyone gathering in the kitchen and making meals. And I think a dynamic of a handful of roommates is definitely more my vibe. It just didn't make sense for this first year to put ourselves in a situation living with a stranger that might have went badly. So if you do have the choice your first year 
what you're going to hear from a lot of these stories is recommending to live with someone, but usually recommending to keep it small if you can like get to know a person well or already know a person well, maybe just go with one. But in my opinion, if you don't know anyone well and you feel like all your conversations with people from your class's Facebook group are pretty surface level, then in that situation, I would say to go for bigger group housing, whether that's a four-person apartment or house or even like a six-person house or living in one of your dental fraternities' houses if they have them or on campus, like graduate housing, any of those options I think would be better because you don't want to be stuck one-on-one with someone that you don't know you for sure vibe with. It'd be better to have more people. That way you're likely to at least click with one of them, if that makes sense. So that's my kind of outlook on the whole rooming situation and also a breakdown of, at least in Ann Arbor, what your options are when it comes to having the same budget, kind of what you can get. Um, just for like relative figures, because I know I was always curious, I have friends that are paying $1,300 each to live in like a really nice but tiny apartment close to the dental school. And then I have friends that pay $500 and are a bit further away, but they have a spacious house. And then there's people that live in like not the best apartments, but still again close. You could be paying like $800 a month. Or you can live pretty far away in like a very spacious, very brand new, updated apartment or condo for also like $900, $1,000 a month. So that's kind of the ranges for Ann Arbor housing. But now I'm going to get into reading some of these messages from the different dental students that I talked to. I have definitely at least 10, maybe even 20. So sit back and relax for that. I'm just going to say what year they are and what school they go to and then just read what they said. So keep it nice and anonymous for them. Okay, our first one is a D1 at Penn. So they said that moving to Philly was the first time I left my home state. I was raised there and went to undergrad there. So moving to a new city where I did not know a single person. Before I started, there was a Penn Dental Class of 2024 Facebook group that I joined. And this is just a side note. I talked to a few people from Penn and they did all mention that Facebook group. So that's one pro of Penn, that the Penn Facebook group The current D2s create a housing document of all the places that they've lived and like little feedback and everything. So continuing on with this individual person's opinion though, they said, I found my apartment group, my apartment through that Facebook group because a current D2 was looking for a roommate. So I messaged her and essentially it all worked out. They signed the lease, but she was a little skeptical because it was a two-year lease and she'd never had a roommate or seen the apartment because of COVID and not being able to visit and just it was a big risk, but she said it turned out well, and she just wanted to recommend the idea of living with a D2. I know it can be appealing to live with D1s, but living with D2s is a really great option because they just went through all the same classes and labs you're going to be going through, so they can be really helpful for that transition. And this person also mentioned that they thought originally that they wanted to live alone and live in a studio, but they're so glad that they didn't, specifically with COVID, because moving to a new city for the first time in a lonely studio apartment would have been really hard without the social interaction. So it was really nice having a study buddy and someone there to kind of be comforting and hang out with. So that was one perspective, and that's definitely something you're going to hear a few times. So this next person is a D2 at Tufts. Their first year, they lived with friends, and then their second year, they lived with their partner. So originally, first year, they just searched for apartments on random renting websites and talked to upperclassmen through Instagram about where 
common places that people live. So she lived with a classmate that she met at her interview. So she recommends being friendly during interviews because you never know who you might end up having as a possible roommate. So she really liked living with her roommates the first year because it was easier to go out to orientation activities and to events with a friend because you kind of had a buddy to do it all with. But long term realized that having your significant other in close proximity did make more sense financially and personally. So D2 year ended up living with a significant other because it just made more sense, but was really happy with the decision to live with classmates for the adjustment and the fun for their first year. And this next person is a D1 um, looking in Boston as well, but this is for Harvard. So again, same thing because they were coming in and couldn't visit places because of COVID. They had to rely on this roommate that they agreed upon to go look at apartments and kind of choose for them. But she said that it was important to have a definite budget in mind and in-unit laundry close to the school, close to a grocery store. They also just used like apartments.com as something really common that people brought up as a place to look. And then as for roommates, she just said looking for people that have similar personalities and outlook onto like a school life balance. And again, recommends living with roommates because it's cheaper to do in the city and also to prevent that isolation and sad feeling that kind of we mentioned before as well. And this next student is a D1 at University of New England's dental school. So pretty simple, just they also have a Facebook page, which is really helpful. I think pretty much every dental school that you're coming into is going to have a class Facebook page, maybe a group me or something. And then they also had a school like process that helped renting out places to students, which I think is a really cool thing about UNE. And I'm also going to read two more D2s that are at Michigan. So first being this person that said it was really hard to do housing because the pricing in Ann Arbor is through the roof. I can totally agree. So they started off living at some of these like high-rise luxury apartments that I mentioned that are close to the school. They're really great. But because of COVID, this person chose to live in the graduate student housing, which is at Michigan. It's called Munger. And that's something that they recommended because it was nice to live with non-dental people because it helps kind of get you out of that bubble and get you out of the mindset that like this is everything, like dental school is everything. I'm paraphrasing for this person, by the way. They didn't say this. But I can totally understand that. It's so nice to have, for me, friends outside of dental school. I might not live with them, but family, friends that you talk to that aren't going to talk about dental stuff all the time and exams all the time and jokes all the time about professors and things that happened in lecture. It's just really nice to disconnect. So that's one pro of this graduate housing. It's all kinds of graduate programs living in these on-campus apartments. So that's a thing at a lot of different universities, but it's definitely very common at Michigan. I would say about a third of my current class lives at Munger, which is that graduate housing. And then some of the things that she recommends to consider is distance from school, kitchen size, laundry, if you have to buy your own furniture, and then definitely cost. And this other D2 at Michigan, their perspective is going to kind of be mentioned again also with some other people who had the experience of going to a dental school where they already had some kind of connection or actually went to the undergrad campus. So they already knew the area and maybe even stayed in the same place. But this person's specific experience is that their sister went to undergrad here, so they kind of already had that automatic roommate set up for the D1 and D2 year. And then going into their third year, they were really looking on apartments.com and Facebook Marketplace, and that's when they found 
trying to figure out like the best place to live and like also who to live with I feel like was something that they were really thinking about even though it did appeal to them to live by themselves they basically just said that they went with roommates in general just to save a lot more money and if you're living by yourself in Ann Arbor you really want to stay closer to like a thousand dollars a month she's recommending so that you don't have to take out extra loans because that's just like you're going to regret that later on. But basically, roommates, she just recommends because it makes everything easier and try to find people you're friends with, of course. And with this next one, I have all your dental schools in Boston covered in this episode because this next person is a D1 at Boston. So they also said they use their class Facebook group, pretty common to find their roommates, and they just toured a bunch of apartments when they found them on apartments.com and ended up signing an apartment complex that one of the professors owns, actually, which is pretty cool. And they got to meet that person from their interview. So that's like a nice connection. And another reason, like someone else mentioned, to always be tip-top, most personable self during interviews and try to meet as many people as you can. So some of the things she recommended for Boston and in general is looking at the location. You want to live super close to the school so you could be in walking distance and easily get there, even if there's bad weather. And yeah, she just said like we recently had a foot of snow, so it was really nice not having to travel really far. These next two I'm going to read are both D2s at UPenn as well. So this person said that for their first year, they started out living with roommates, but ended up moving in with their partner because they found a really good deal on an apartment and they weren't really clicking with their roommates. So I think that's one thing that's really important. Again, this is out of context to what they said, but is really trying to talk to people ahead of time in this situation. Um, like this current times, everyone kind of has a different perspective on what they think is appropriate or safe with COVID and everything. So as things are starting to open up, if that's if you're not comfortable with your friends or roommates going to indoor dining or going to parties that might be happening with your class, then you want to find people that are on the same page as you. Or if you are that worried about it and you're going to see your family and you don't want to potentially get them sick, then that might be a reason to consider maybe commuting or maybe doing a studio or a single apartment your first year if that's something you're worried about with COVID. So I just wanted to throw that in this episode because I know housing in general is one topic, but housing in the COVID times is like a whole other topic. So I'm trying to cover it all together, but even though this person just recently moved in with their partner, they said it's really nice. Similarly, like I said before, to the people living in um, graduate housing with other programs, similarly she said living with your partner is great because you don't have to talk about school and teeth all the time, and it just really helps like keep you grounded, I think. And I messaged two people that went to UF. One is a D3 and one is a D1, and they both happened to go to undergrad at Florida, so... They basically just said I kind of already knew the area, and they would say don't underestimate the commute time. It takes a lot out of your day if you just want to go for a short meeting or some quick practice at the school, but you have to be spending 40 minutes there and back or even both ways just going to and from school. So definitely trying to either get a good parking spot or trying to live close is like ideal for UF, I guess. And I mean, I honestly think everywhere, but apparently there's lots of traffic in the area. All right, next up, we have a D2 at the Dental College of Georgia. 
So as well, that was really great with the dental school Facebook group for that class page. So her case is a little unique. She ended up finding someone that was selling their house that was affiliated with the dental school and was interested in buying since Augusta's cost of living is cheaper than most places. So they live with their partner now and their puppies and they have a backyard and they really didn't want any roommates just for that phase of life. They like the privacy and the space. And one, I guess, little pro tip with the Augusta market is that it's right by the Masters, like the golf tournament. So everyone rents out for that time and they can make a good amount of money and profit on their house because that's during their spring break. So they like leave and rent it out. So that's kind of a cool like real estate investment situation. And then just furthering on the conversation about living with their partner as a student, They said that it has ups and downs, but it helps because they can pick up the slack on the long days when I'm tired. But some cons, of course, is that when you're so busy and tired, it can feel like you're not giving enough time and attention and balance to that time and relationship and everything. The next person is a D3 at ASDO, Arizona School of Dentistry and Oral Health, and they're particular situation they wanted to live by themselves because their parents come to visit a lot so they didn't want to really like impose that on roommates and they wanted to have space for their parents to stay and feel comfortable but didn't really care about the place being like super fancy they just wanted the basics like a washer dryer and they also said that they looked online But since they also had the same situation like a lot of us have now, they couldn't visit, so they had to do virtual tours and ended up pretty happy because they're very close to the school and found good rent. So I think one thing to keep in mind with all of this, it's just going to be a process and try not to get your hopes up. I know for me, it's so easy when you just find a cute place on apartments.com or find a cute house. You're like, this is the one. This is this one's going to be my room. That's going to be her room. We're going to put this up here. Like, oh, the bar cart can go there. My desk will go here. It's so easy to just try to like fit yourself into every little place that you find, but that can end up getting really disappointing and draining. So I would say just make an Excel sheet, color code things, everything you're looking for, call people up, try to do tours, virtual tours first before you waste your time going to see things and just do your best and eventually you'll find something that kind of is a good balance of everything you're looking for. And again, I highly, highly emphasize that cost should be your number one thing. And I forgot to mention this earlier, I said I was going to do two of the D1s from Penn, but the third D1 in this episode at Penn basically just said that they also use the dental school Facebook group, and they took a recommendation from the older dental students of where to live, and they live with a couple students, and they absolutely love it. They love how fun and social and happy that, that it is, and it's a great dynamic for supporting each other and studying and everything. This next person is a D1 at Buffalo, and they also use their class Facebook page, but they did have a mutual friend, which I think is so nice to just kind of like vet this stranger and like tell you that they're going to mesh with you or whether or not they might click, basically. And then they knew that they wanted to be close to campus um, at least their first year, and they wanted a furnished apartment, and it was nice for them to kind of balance out what was cost appropriate with the things they were looking for. So they wanted something that was safe and they were willing to pay a little bit more for that. So that's something that she emphasized. And I also have another D1 from Boston here. So he had kind of a crazy story with everything happening with COVID, but essentially this person ended up just kind of getting screwed over and 
they had people they were planning to live with and it fell through and then they kept trying to find people. Everyone already had roommates. It really is a horror story. And they were going to have to live in an apartment with like pets that they were allergic to just to live somewhere. And then it ended up that someone also ended up screwed over and lost their roommates. So those two people ended up living together, thankfully. But their tips would be not to rely on other people to make decisions and let time go by until the last minute. So always have some kind of a backup plan. Ask for a video tour if you can't look at the apartment. Don't just rely on pictures and try to bargain for rent if possible. And he said, all in all, though, it did turn out okay. Their apartment is modern and clean and close to the school. It is near the hospital, so there are a lot of homeless people wandering the streets, though. And living in the apartment, something that they realized that they needed is going to be a modern and renovated apartment. And the pricing needs to be right, and there needs to be location that is good for the school and a little bit more safety. And we have another D1 at Penn. So this person said they also used apartments.com and they were looking in that class Facebook group for roommates. They ended up looking in a neighborhood called University City in Philly because that's where a lot of the dental students live. And they eventually found the right place pretty much. So they just said, make sure that you talk with your roommates about price ranges, where they were looking to live, and try to get their contact info and see if things can work out. And this next person is a D1 at Rutgers. Basically the same story you guys have heard plenty times now. Class Facebook group to find the roommates was really thankful that they ended up living with one person because it really helps you from getting lonely and you have that built-in study buddy, which is so nice. And this next person is a D1 at the Ohio State University. (laughs) Um, So they said that they live in a one-bed, one-bathroom apartment, only a five-minute walk from the dental school, and they're paying $8.25, and they have on-site covered parking for another $40 a month. So they found housing from a D4 that was a mentor to them. So that's a really good tip is reaching out to people that are currently like graduating or just switching their housing throughout dental school because they might have like a good situation going on with a smaller leasing company or like an individual landlord. And those are usually cheaper than like the big rental companies. So that's something to think about. But back to what they were saying. They personally like living alone because they just invite people over when they want the people time. So they like to have people over to study. They were an RA in undergrad, so they're very used to their alone time. And also, he said, doesn't need to be anonymous if people want to reach out to him. His name is Future Dentist Joe, Joseph Linzer on Instagram, if you guys have questions about OSU and housing and everything, because he went there for undergrad too, so he knows all about Ohio State. And I didn't want to miss out on this in this episode either because I know this is very common for people is to commute from home, living with their parents. So this person goes to Nova Southeastern. I believe they are a D1, yes. And they just said that they're saving so much money by commuting from home and living with their family. Their family is their backbone. It really helps relieve stress. And commuting can be a hassle with time, but they try to make up for that by listening to lectures as if they're like a podcast in the car. And then I also had another person that lives with their family, and they basically said it's just so nice for saving money. So I think that that's something really important to keep in mind that, yes, it's again, it's all a balance and thinking about what matters to you more. And like I, in theory, could commute from my parents' house to here, but (laughs) I just knew for me that wasn't the right choice. Um, like it wouldn't give me like the independence and everything is important to me. Like those are important values, having my own space and not 
just, yeah, I wouldn't want to be at home all the time. I like to go visit my family on the weekends and everything. So it just is like a personality thing. But I think it's such a great thing for some people if you have that opportunity to not pay any rent or if your parents make you pay like a small rent. I think that's a really great way to be saving money in school. And this next person is a D1 at NYU, and they moved from down south to the north. So they said in general that was a big transition with like warm weather to cold winters. But they are living with their partner and their pup. And again, they never considered roommates similar to some of these other people I mentioned. They're just like not at that life stage anymore. Like this is what they wanted to do. But they used Street Easy for New York and They looked about two months prior. They were evaluating costs and what they could afford and what amenities they liked most in the apartments, and they kept coming back to laundry and unit. Being on the first floor, I assume, because of their dog, nothing over $3,000 a month because they're splitting it, so $1,500 each was pretty typical for New York. And then they found their current place, and it was too good to be true. They have a little side yard, which is like unheard of in New York, and they're just really happy. So I think that's a really great story, and they ended up also, they wanted to mention doing a FaceTime walkthrough because they never saw it in person until they moved in. So there are some horror stories with that and people getting scammed, but there are stories like this where everything works out. And this next person is a D1 at LECOM, which is a dental school in Florida, if you're not familiar. But they didn't start looking for roommates until March, so they were kind of between roommates living on their own, but they ended up having two roommates to save money. They weren't able to look at places in person because of COVID, but they did use the class Facebook page and an Excel sheet from their student ambassadors to kind of get paired up with roommates and to eventually figure out a good place for them to live. And they just said that... And we have another student that actually is living with people in grades above them. So this is a student that is a first year at UNC, uh, North Carolina, and they live in a house with two other D3s. And they said it's been really nice to live with upperclassmen because they have advice and they get to see what their life is like. And they said it's nice because there's not that pressure. I feel like we all understand this from undergrad roommates, like that pressure to be best friends with your roommate. She said since they're older than her, she feels like she can still like expand and make friends in her own grade without any pressure of needing to be like besties or having any drama if they were living with someone that's like in their own grade. And another perspective from another D1 at UNC, they said that it was definitely challenging because they were far away and because of COVID. So what helped them was reaching out to current students and getting their opinions on locations. They also joined a lot of Facebook groups like Chapel Hill Housing and Roommates, UNC Housing and Roommates then groups specific to like grad and professional students and then they ended up living with one of their classmates and it's been great so far they have really similar schedules and they know what each other is going through they definitely considered the commute heavily and whether or not undergrads were known to live and frequent the area because they didn't want a place like that which I totally understand and they wanted somewhere a little nicer that didn't break the bank so they did some virtual tours and found a place that worked This next person is a D1 at Mayhary, so they said they interviewed with the person that they ended up rooming with, so we've heard that story before too. Lots of common themes in this podcast if you're not noticing. And they found each other on Instagram after the interview and clicked and just decided to be roommates. And they asked the upperclassmen for the best places to live and did some virtual tours. And they ended up finding a little like classier spot in a nice neighborhood just to be safe. And then next year, they're going to move to a cheaper spot that they can actually tour and make sure that they like it. But since they couldn't visit, they figured they should air up with caution and like go for a little bit more expensive but safer place that they knew would for sure be good. 
And just from my perspective, that's something I totally, totally emphasize because I think that your first year, you can kind of expect that you're not going to have your ideal home. I would love to have found my dental school home my first year and stayed there, but pretty much everyone I know has moved at least two times, if not three, or every year in dental school. So I would just expect that your first year, like, try to live with people you like, try to get close to the school, and try to not break the bank, but... If it turns out that you have to pay a lot your first year, that could be okay as long as you try to find a more reasonable place next year. Like It's all about balancing what's important, and I would say first year, you really want to prioritize just being close to school and like having someone with you, not being totally alone throughout everything. And if you can't find a place close to the school within budget, I think it's worth it to go a little bit over budget your first year if you're like, no, it's a good place, it's safe, whatever. And then once you're in the area and you can start looking a little bit more competitively and early on and just kind of know the lay of the land, you can get a better deal, find a better place for your next three years. It's kind of the perspective I had as well. That's why I didn't particularly care that our current place is kind of dinky because I knew I wouldn't be here forever. Okay, I think that's all of the messages that I had. I highly apologize if anyone did answer my questions about this and I didn't mention their perspective in here. Things get lost in my messages and it's very late. And like I said, I have five exams this week, but I hope this episode was helpful. I know it was a little all over the place, but I hope it was helpful to see some recurring themes, some common advice, and maybe there was a lot of people or a few people in here that you connected with and said, oh yeah, I definitely will have a situation like that. Or, oh yeah, I'm definitely the live alone person. Oh, I'm definitely the live with my parents person. Oh, I definitely need a bunch of roommates. Maybe this made you think about it a little more and maybe it gave you some peace of mind. I sure hope so. And next week's episode, let's see what it's going to be. We're going to have Dr. Rayhan Shahid. He is a general dentist that owns a practice with his brother and It's actually a really, really, really great episode, so I'm excited for you all to hear it. We get a lot of insight into practice ownership, the business of dentistry, what it was like graduating during the pandemic, and going right into practice ownership. That's very impressive. So I hope you're all excited for that episode next week, and I'll talk to you then.